0: Let's kick it off with Antonio, who's on the road in Virginia. Hey, Antonio, it's Dr. Anderson. How are you?
2: Hey, Dr. Anderson. I'm pretty good. In yourself?
0: Oh, I'm alive and grateful. What's your comment or question, Antonio?
2: Oh, okay, my question is,
0: um, what do you say to um, some that say that stories in the Bible are what they call um, allegories and um, and also the fact that um, Jesus is a, um, a made-up character, you say. Okay, great. And I'm going to let you listen on the air because uh, we got a, a bunch of air in the background there. Thanks, Antonia, for the question. So what do we say when people really don't believe the Bible, they f- feel like it's full of allegories, Jesus is not a real person? Well, historically, we already know Jesus was a real person. As much as you know that Abraham Lincoln was, neither one of us were there. But historically, there's a whole lot of evidence. There's a whole lot of uh, 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 witnesses. There, he was a historical figure. No, Nobody... Uh, who is uh, serious about any kind of scholarship can deny it or would deny that because uh just like anybody else uh from history uh you know there's uh, thousands and thousands of uh pieces of evidence and people that can tell you this person existed so that 's not the issue. What the issue is is was he really the son of God, and what he said uh was it really true all right so first thing he 's historical, and that 's with any figure, uh even George Washington or whatever, so you can always say that to other people. Uh, then secondly, with regard to the Bible being all allegories, well, there's some truth to the fact that there are parts of the Bible that are um, allegory, uh, parabolic, uh, liter- literature that's more wisdom and poetry. So you have to give um, some openness to that, uh, and the Bible identifies it as such. So we just got to know what is allegory and what's not. And when you're dealing with allegory, we you're dealing with stories, parables, or poems— What you want to make sure you do, or wisdom literature, is try to understand what is the spiritual truth or the spiritual principle that's trying to be communicated through the allegory or the story. Now, having said that, are there other things that have nothing to do with allegory, has to do with just straight up facts and truth? Absolutely. Large portions of Scripture, the epistles, for instance, are true letters that are written from uh, the Apostle Paul or the Apostle Peter or Apostle John to a particular group of people or to a person. So you take all of that and you say, yes, the Bible is true, the Bible is real, but the way you read it, some of it you have to read allegorically, some of it you have to read literally, uh, and some of it you have to read historically or culturally, meaning that just because it was true then— uh historically or culturally it doesn't hold today because culture has changed because history has changed and so you have to make sure you're reading it in time because it would not even make sense if you talked about um you know certain things today that you would not have had back then like cars and computers and things of that sort so you have to look at the principles you have to look at the history you have to look at the culture but then how could we know that the bible is true that's the bigger question well you got to put it to the test of historicity. Is it factually accurate? You have to put it to the test of uh, literacy. Is it is it written uh, well? And then there is uh, uh, some faith involved here. And that is, uh, you know, it was written over a 1,500-year uh, period, 40 different authors on three different continents, and still it has one unifying theme from beginning to end. That's pretty amazing and miraculous in and of itself. But the best test is, is it true? About me, In other words, not only the historical text, uh, the literacy test, but what about the personal test? Is what it's saying true about me, true about my life? Take all that together, and then you have to make a step of faith and say, you know what? I'm going to believe his word. Uh, and there's a lot of people who are saying, nope, I'm not going to believe his word. Uh, some are going to say, yeah, I believe he exists, but I don't believe that he was the son of God. Others are going to say, I believe he existed, and I also believe he's the son of God. So at the end of the day, it's going to take faith. But as a document written, it passes all the literary tests of documentation, of historicity, uh, and of personal experience. So there you have it. Well, if you want to call me and ask me a question or give me a comment about what you prefer, spontaneity in marriage or strategic planning, uh, feel free to do that. My phone number is 888 432 three four. All right, let's go to Mora. She's in Washington, D.C. Hi, Mora. Welcome to the show. How are you?
3: Hi, Dr. Anderson. Hi. Good.
0: Glad you're calling. What do you think? today? Thanks thinking for taking today? my call. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well,
3: definitely it has to be, um, uh, what, what did you call it? Strategic planning. Okay. Bec- definitely have to. I mean, it is um, something to look forward to throughout ah. the day. Like, if you know that you're going to get together that evening, you have all day at work, you could text each other a couple things okay. back and forth, plan, you know, like what you might plan to, you know, do with each other or. You know, that type of stuff. So it gets your imagination running all day. Right, and okay. It's like a foreplay sort of.
0: Okay, yeah. And
3: then by the time the evening gets there, you know, it's 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 you know, automatic, easy, simple. And it's something to laugh about and to remember and I think it it's bonding. It builds bonding because like you said, men don't want to sit around and listen to your stories all the time. <laughs> did give them something to really think that? about.
0: Did I say that, Maura?
3: Give them something to. Well, I'm not sure. That's the way I interpreted. <laughs> well, it. Well, I
0: think I kind of did. That's you had, my experience. You're smart. You're smart. I think I kind of did. But, but you're right. I think. That, I
3: mean, as I a woman, yeah. I want my husband to think enjoyable thoughts that you know I can give him throughout you know throughout the day, and then when it's you know. I think it's better that way than than just all of a sudden you're going to do something because my response might be negative to, like, all of a sudden, oh, you you got a room at the Hyatt. You did right. what? Like you could have gave me a little notice <laughs> so I could brag about it to all my girlfriends right. at work. Oh, gotcha. Okay,
0: maybe. Oh, I understand. I you understand. Know, hey, you're giving and some. They have fun. You're giving some wisdom right now. There there are guys listening all throughout the nation's capital, and there are women that are saying yes, yes, yes. But you know, I, I
3: love you. I, yes.
0: I think it's beautiful, Good though. I think it's beautiful, Maura, uh, to think about strategic Thank planning you. as an opportunity to have something to look forward to. That's brilliant.
3: Yes. That's where the ball will be in the woman's court. Mm-hmm. Instead of always expecting the man, you know, to pick up the ball and run with it, you know, it's easier to play it strategic where the man is like, you know, he's throwing the ball to you more, uh, thinking about you, and it's fun for him. for yeah. he's happy and talking to his friends about you in a happy way.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, I appreciate the comment. Thanks a lot, Mora. Right on.
3: Thank you, Doctor Anderson.
0: Take care. Well, you know what that that'll make a that'll make a dude when they hear the bell at five rush home and hope he doesn't run with some red lights. Cause he's like, wow, I've been getting texts. She tell me she prepared and she has got some food for me. Got the candles burning. Shoot. I remember one time I probably shouldn't tell too much, but I remember one time Amber literally called me or texted me and said, Hey, I'd love for you to come home for lunch. And I'm thinking, well, I don't have a uh, lunch plan. Sure, I'll, I'll come home uh, to to get something to eat. And then she goes, uh, no, I want you to come home for lunch. I said, oh, oh, so I got up and I left my office. I walked out. Everybody, where are you going? I said, see, you got to go in the name of Jesus. Yes, I do. 888-432. I don't think there were lights working that day because I went right through them. 888 bridge. bridge. All right, let's see what Megan's talking about. She's in uh, Largo, Maryland. Hey, Megan, it's Dr. Anderson. How you doing?
4: I'm doing well. Hi, Dr. Anderson. How are you?
0: Good. Thanks for calling me. You saved me from talking too much.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I could probably tell some of those stories, but I'm not. Okay. There go. <laughs> what are you
0: thinking today?
4: Well, well, my husband and I have been married 10 years, um, coming up on 10 years, okay. and we have five kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, we create time for lunch breaks, but right. <laughs> um, we to keep our spice alive we um cuz i think that for me more fun is in the planning of a surprise date night than the, right. the 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 night itself right okay so this year we've tasked each other with once a month um taking over a date night so that way we yeah. have two out of the house date nights
3: nice. um that the other
4: one is in charge of and just to get ideas cuz we have great date night ideas um on date nights ironically one time mm-hmm. we intended to go to dinner and ended up just walking dc and um, really? After dark, with monuments and stuff, we walked for five hours and got what? our steps in for the day. Wow! Um, so we ended up going through checkers. <laughs>
0: Are you serious? Oh, that's oh. great. Yeah, that's great. So
4: we decided to just put a for you know a variety of nights in jars, and one jar be like, "Hey, we don't have it right now," so something mm. like Walking DC or right. one you know, of those kind of dates, and another right. jar more extravagant, like a Kennedy Center night.
0: Right. Um, that's so great. that we can just
4: pull from there if we run out of ideas. And we just pull from a that, you so, know, sometimes the guys like cool. side, the shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. So doing a top golf or bowling is what I do for him. And then he knows mm-hmm. taking me to dinner and sitting and staring at my eyes across the table and deep right. conversation. Right. So, so, so me. So.
0: Right. Check you guys out. So you have like an idea jar.
4: Yes, That's I did jars and knowing that there's different budgets for each one, because you would hate to, you know, be pressed for the mortgage that month and pull a Kennedy yeah. Center trip. That's not going to work. Right. But, um, That'll that cause more stress. Some... <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's great books. Um, I've. Went to one of the Weekend to Remember retreats Uh and got some books there on conversation starters. Right. So we can just kind of pop them open to a random page, and it'll have questions that you'd you'd imagine, having been together 15 years, we'd have talked about some of these things. Right. But best summer camp memory as a child. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I guess I didn't share that. So (laughs) we've had some interesting conversations using those kind of tools to keep it interesting.
0: That is great, Megan. Hey, well, thanks for sharing that with me today, Okay.
4: No problem. All right. Have a good day.
0: Take care. Thanks for listening, too. That was uh, Largo, Maryland, Megan, on the line. Hey, let's go to Anonymous in Washington, D.C. Hi, Anonymous. It's Dr. Anderson. How you doing?
2: Hi, Dr. Anderson. I'm all right. How are you? Oh, I'm
0: alive and grateful. What are you thinking about today?
2: Well, I got a, a, a situation, a question that maybe you can help me out with. Okay. Um, so I've been married about five years. Okay. Um I love the guy but right now marriage is just work 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 mm. and and the relationship um I'm the one that takes initiative on many things
3: mm-hmm.
2: and like for us to have a date or an outing I'm the one that's on the computer looking for deals or whatever and Right It's come to and I'm the spontaneous one okay. and Okay I don't know. Each year it seems like I'm losing I'm losing that part of myself cuz I mm. keep giving and giving and he keeps expecting and expecting and taking. Why do you feel and, like do
0: you feel like he's not investing or invested in the relationship like you are?
2: I think he is. I think he just I, I don't know if it's a guy thing that they just don't know where to start or whatever. But I was hoping that maybe with my example, maybe you could take some initiative from what I do and try planning something yourself.
0: Hmm. Have you said that to you him? Know,
2: that's, that's my. I have. Okay, I and how have. did how did he respond? And the way he responds is uh, <laughs> sometimes he just doesn't respond. He's not very. Mm. I don't know, but I'm I'm like
0: you're tired of so it. I know. Trained. I, I know. I'm so
2: drained.
0: Yeah, you feel like like he's not putting in the effort.
2: He's not, and, you know, we both got full-time jobs, long-term We're exhausted. We're tired. I got it. Mm. But I'm still trying. And, you know, you can control your actions and stuff, but... Uh. You
0: can't really control another person. Right, right. Well, so, you know, One of the things you could do, and it's again, it's always good to be able to talk this through, but one of the things you could do is when you guys have some time on a weekend or something like that, just suggest something low-level. Because it, it sounds like y'all need low-level uh, stuff, not big stuff. Like just go for a walk in the neighborhood or walk in the park, just something low-level. That's, that's what... Even a movie. Yeah, that's
2: what I mean, though. Just just a walk. Even- just to go for a walk. As a matter of fact, when we used to date, we used to go for walks all the time. Yeah. And now it's like, if I go for a walk, it's by myself. Oh, man. It's like that's pushing, bad. pushing a person. And-
0: that's bad because you're not, <sighs> it, that's not a good place. And, you may want to talk this out with a, with a counselor to say, hey, I just need some coping mechanisms here because I'm about to go crazy. And I want to leave this man, but I can't be like this for the next 25 years. And I can't call Pastor Anderson every day on the air. So you might need to actually sit down and just right. talk it through uh, with, a, with a therapist. That's my two cents anyway. I've got to run anonymous, but I am coming back in just a little bit.
3: Waterproofing
0: before the water, Hi, Jewel, this is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you?
4: Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy
1: Waterproofing. Oh. <laughs> they are outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you for the free home inspection. They came mm, out. Love it, it was just absolutely amazing.
0: They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate. $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call. 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Waterproofing.
1: Before the water rises.
0: Let's roll on over to Martinsburg, West Virginia. I've got Michael on the line. Hey, Michael, it's Dr. Anderson. How you doing?
1: I'm doing good today, Dr. Anderson.
0: Thanks for calling. What are you thinking?
1: Well, I, you know, this may seem crazy, but if you just listen to hear me out. Okay. Now, I was thinking, you know, as far as, like, Democrats and Republicans, build the wall, don't build the wall, mm-hmm. if this country was split, now this it I used to say it could go either way, north, south, east, west, didn't matter how you split it. Yeah. Let the Democrats choose, go to whatever side they wanted to. Now with the wall issue, it would have to be split, you know, north to south, and they would have to give the Democrats, you know, to the California to the left there. But have open borders, open trade, you know, nothing against one another. It's mm-hmm. just that we are so far polarized as far as, you know, the way we're thinking. Yeah. Like, my vote don't count no more. It feels These like elections it. are going about half. Yeah. You know what I mean? 51 percent, 53 percent. That wins the election. Yeah. My vote don't count. I'm almost like canceling out somebody. But if they split it and I was voting with whoever I agreed with, then my vote would start, start counting because we'd have, you know, two Democrats running or two mm-hmm. Republicans mm-hmm. running for that side of the country. Huh. But, like, open trade, you know, everything like that. I mean, not to start no fights or anything like that. We can get along. We just disagree on how to run things, and it's about half.
0: Yeah, yeah. my my thing about that is if you split the country, you're almost asking for a fight, you know, because somebody's going to want to take over somebody else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that again, the South is going to want to do one yeah. thing. The North's going to want to do something else. Somebody's not going to want to listen to somebody. Before you know it, we're going to be fighting right here within our country. So I, I, I hear your point, though, uh, but I just wonder if that would yeah, do more, it's more like damage.
1: Philosophical rep- yeah, it's I, to, yeah I hear what you're about. saying. It's, just, it's frustrating. Like they've called yeah. it before, you know, you just kind of get frustrated and you want to see some kind of answer. And, yeah. you know, why does it have to be? Alive? I know. Why can't we just get along?
0: I know. I know. And at the end of the day, it's about, it's about power. It's about money. I mean, think about it. This land wasn't even ours, yeah. and uh, we decided to. Call it New Mexico. <laughs> the reality. I mean, you, we just came and took some people's land, and then we want to put a border. Say, look, this ours. If you want it, uh, you know, you gonna have to come in the way we say so. I'm like, wow, how if I did that? I just went to somebody's property and took it over, kicked them out, and then put up a fence and said, "Now this is mine." And God says it's mine, and you're breaking the law if you even come back. And then I start as being a Christian, but God says the rules and the law is the most important, and and uh, protection and security is the most important. I mean, it's kind of funny when you think about it. You know, when we when we have our perspective, we want to make it God's perspective, yeah. but God doesn't have any borders or boundaries when it comes to his love so i don't care what gates we put out there and what walls and fences at the end of the day the way we treat people okay i don't even care what the you know the, the law says you can get here great if you can't get it that's fine but at the end of the day i gotta know how to love you regardless of your color your class or your culture wherever you are and i gotta make sure that i teach people the word of god that god is love that's what's most important would you agree with that michael
1: Yes, sir, I
0: would. Hey, man, I'm glad you're hanging out with Thank
1: me. You, Dr. Anderson, for your time. You
0: got it. From Martinsburg, West Virginia, give it up for my main man, Michael. All right, let's go to Kathleen, who's in Chantilly, Virginia. Hi, Kathleen, it's Dr. Anderson here.
3: How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson. I just had a quick comment. Sure. I wanted to say that the one, the one thing about everything is that our country is a country based on law and order today. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't control what happened a hundred years ago. I can't control what happened two hundred years ago. I yeah. can't even control what was going <laughs> on when the Israelites crossed the Jordan yep. to go in and take the land that God said was there. That's right. But we are a country of law and order and it just my biggest issue with everything going on is that it just seems like the laws are being thrown right out the window. Mm. I just don't understand. How do we have sanctuary cities where the law doesn't apply to them, but it does apply to the citizens who are already citizens?
0: Yeah, it's really it's and that's it's the, really tough. No, you're that's
3: right. The
0: issue. Yeah, I get you. You're really that's you're,
3: the issue that I have.
0: I get you. And uh, if we're but here's the thing: we're a country of law and orders, but we choose what law and what order we want based on class, sometimes based on race, sometimes just based on our politics or our preferences. So we have so many laws on the book with regard to immigration, uh, right, for instance, but that's not stopping companies and corporations from using uh, folk who do not have papers because they're making a lot of money. So we're not willing to shut that that down, right? But we're willing to shut down some kid that's eight years old and separate him from his his mom or dad. I'm not disagreeing with you, by the way, Kathleen. I'm with you. I was just showing you how we get to pick and choose what law and order we want to keep.
3: to shut down those corporations that yeah. are hiring these people. The problem is mm-hmm. when these corporations hire these people, if they get hurt on the job, the boss just says, sorry, you don't work here anymore. Yeah, it's terrible. Where are their rights then? It's terrible. But if they're legal citizens, now they have rights. So let's just make them legal. Let's figure out a way that yeah, we can make I'm them legal.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I agree with you. Like I'm saying amen to you so because because if we could find a way to, to make people legal and also find a way my thing is you're right you weren't back then when they took over uh, what was mexico or whatever right i wasn't back then no, and, either i'm with you right, on that and one
3: the were,
0: sure and, and the indians
3: were taking it from the indians that's so, right that's I right mean,
0: but but what i'm saying what i'm saying is we got to make sure that our attitude even as we're having, as as we're talking about these people, and I know you agree with me on this one, that we want to make sure we have an attitude of of compassion and one that's not just making all these people look like they're mean, criminal folk. Because man, it's really tough when you're a part of one group uh, and there's some bad apples in that group, and then you get uh, painted as the whole bag of apples is is bad. And uh, I know what that feels no, like.
3: I- and I understand that. Mm-hmm. I understand that completely. Yeah. I've been to um, Honduras several times to, yeah. to build churches. I've been to Peru to drill water yeah. wells. Love I, it. I've been around. Love it. The, the, the issue for me is that, you know, in Honduras, you're looking at a country that only 2% of all crimes are actually brought to justice mm. because they just don't have the law mm. officers implement law so, yeah you know when you're down there and you get pulled over if you get pulled over for a ticket and the cop wants money yeah that's how he gets paid his government doesn't pay him to be an officer right he gets paid by making people buy by the law right so, I just,
0: so why wouldn't you want to get out that I country don't really know what the
3: is. <laughs> but i wish i wish that um you know that people could sponsor people from other countries here.
0: Yeah. That way you could teach them the language, you could take them
3: underfoot. Well, yeah. Well, you know, can you, do that. Would, by I the way, have you have a part
0: in it. Yeah, you can do that, by the way. My wife was sponsored from uh, Korea, believe it or not, before she was adopted. Uh, she was an orphan on the streets of Korea. She got sponsored by a, a white Christian uh, evangelical family up in Connecticut, believe it or not, and they led her to the Lord. Uh, and then she ended up going to Moody Bible Institute after getting saved at a Billy Graham crusade in, in Connecticut. And then, and then, guess what? She met me! Yay! So I, I praise God for that family <laughs> that sponsored her and they adopted her. And then, of course, sent her to Bible college, and she met me. And now, uh, you know, um, shoot, her whole life's better. No, I'm just kidding. I hope she's not listening, Kathleen.
3: Well, well, yeah.
0: <laughs> My <laughs> life is better. I tell you that. So, listen, I got to run. Thank you so much. Blessings to you. Thanks from Chantilly. I'm messing. I'm a blessed, man, to have Amber in my life for 27 years and three great kids, and Lord knows how many animals. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of BridgeWay Community Church. We would love to have you join us Sunday mornings at our campus in Columbia, Maryland, at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon, or at our Owings Mills, Reisterstown, Maryland campus at 10:30 a.m. You can also join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. For details and directions to Sunday services, please visit www.bridgeway.cc or call 410-992-5832. We hope to see you tomorrow at church.